ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When Raheem Mayhem gave up the only woman he ever loved romantically, he closed his heart for good. Focused only on his son, the mafia, and his legal businesses, Rakim is convinced there is no love left in his heart for women. Known as the rock who keeps his family steady, the executioner finds it easier to handle his business without the softness, intimacy, and love that comes with relationships. But when he meets Naima Cassidy, all of his past premonitions about his life and love begin to change. Naima Cassidy left Memphis and her family to get away from the streets. Thousands of miles away, falling for a bad boy lands her right in the illegal lifestyle she's been trying to avoid. Years later, she's not just running the streets, she's ruling them as one of the greatest smugglers the West Coast has ever seen. She has the money, power, and respect, and Naima admittedly has no room for love. The moment she begins to think her life is perfect and can't get any better, things get worse. Having taken over her ex's business, Naima expects him to want it back when he gets out of prison. She's willing to give it up freely, except it isn't that easy. He doesn't just want his throne. He wants the king, the queen that has been sitting there too. A trip back home doesn't provide just the safety of her brother, Naeem, but the entire Black Mayhem Mafia. While they are protecting her body, Naima finds it hard to protect her heart from Rakim. Will she allow herself to fall again and trust that he will catch her? Or will she walk out of Memphis with the heart of the one of the most lethal mafia members in exchange for hers? Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Bookcase. I am Erica, the Bibliophile, your host. And we are here for part seven of the Beloved um, Black Mayhem Mafia series. And this one is called... A Heart's Connection, Loving a Black Mafia Executioner. Now, here's a little thing. On her book, I thought so. Okay, I get it. Because this says that this is part six. Like, it's book six, but technically it's part seven. But, like I said, on the cover, it says book six. And I can see how, maybe it's a typo, um, or like in the grand scheme of things, it's part six of, you know, everybody having their story. Because um, what's technically book six in his possession too was really just um, Assad and Scarlett's wedding. So it really wasn't part of the story. So I'm a nitpicker like that, though, but I'm just like, so if it's not a part of the story, like, why is it in the lineup? Because it's it's bugging me looking at the cover saying book six, and then it's actually 
part seven of a series. But anywho, that's just me. So let's get right into the story. I'm going to be completely honest. B-Love did her thing. Great writing. Great book. But I just was not a fan of this book. And I'll get into that like in a minute. But um, what I never got into was the family chart that B-Love puts um, in the front of the stories. So how it starts, the creators of the Black Mayhem Mafia is Samuel Black and Earl Mayhem. So they were the first generation. And then the second generation was Colton, who had children with April and Kirby. And this was another thing. I think I mentioned it earlier when we know that there are other children that Colton has, but we like don't know them and they moved away. So they're never mentioned again. And so it's just like, we don't talk about them anymore. So it doesn't really matter. So, and then there's John Mayhem who was married to his wife, Royal. Now with Colton now, um, with the first generation, of course they shared, like ownership or they were both bosses of the mafia and it was the same way with Colton and John but now that we're on the third generation that is no longer the case so we just have Assad who is the boss then Savant who is the OG Hassan is the money man and Dijon is just, they just call her the princess. She doesn't have a real title. Um, and then also who they're partnered with. So, you know, Assad is married to Scarlett. Savant is with Addison. Hassan is engaged to Vanna. And Dijon is with Naeem, who has the title of enforcer. Now, with the Mayhem family, you have Remy, who is the second OG. Ramik is a prosecutor, so, you know, if they're ever in any, any legal trouble, he's there to get them out. And he is also Assad's best friend and successor if anything should happen, which I don't understand. And I guess because he's a prosecutor, he can't be completely in the business how they need him to be but I'm just like why don't you have both families running it together so it's like to me like the Colton family completely took over and the May the Mayhem family is like backup that's how I'm looking at it even if that may not be the case but it's kind of how it's being presented and then you have uh Rakim who is head of security And Vixen, who is their cousin, she is the Punisher. So let's jump right into the story. So the last part, you know, we left off where they had their eyes set on Colton because he showed up to the wedding like everything was just A-OK. And so as they're making their way up the mountain, they see one of their workers like giving Colton dap as a helicopter is landing and so when they realize what's going on they try to shoot down the helicopter but he jumps on and makes a getaway and I kind of had a feeling too like I wanted that to be the end like good they finally gonna shoot this nigga we're gonna be done 
with Colton and they can go on with their lives. But of course not. He had to get away. Um, and so when they, and I was so pissed because the dude name was Eric. And, you know, my name is Eric. I was like, that's too close. We too real out here. We don't uh, fold like this. But anyway, they get up on him and they like, why would you help him? Like, what would make you do that? And he's in his feelings. He was tired of being looked over. And he's upset that um, Naeem was able to just come into the family business and have a higher uh, position over him as an enforcer. And it's just like, yeah, you work for the Mayhem Mafia family, but uh, Black Mayhem Mafia family, excuse me. But you haven't done the things that Naeem done. Like, do you even know who he is? Like, all of what he into like no you don't you just in your feelings because you just see somebody come in and it's just like friendship and how long you've been somewhere does not automatically mean that you get to move up in the business it just doesn't sometimes people are more experienced than you and you know like you get quote-unquote looked over so anyway because of his deception you know of course they kill him And Rakim also has an additional hatred for Colton because he believes that Colton set up his father, um, you know, to go to prison. And while he was in prison, the father was killed. So he has no love. There's no love lost. Like he can't wait to find Colton either so they can kill him and be done with him. And, you know, the Mayhem children grew up differently than the Black children because, they grew up in a two-parent household, basically a loving household. So they saw what it was to have two parents and just have a normal childhood, if you would, instead of growing up with a mother who became overly religious because of her relationship with the man and who hated her children's other siblings because the man that she loved couldn't be faithful to her. Um, and so they have to find somebody to take over Eric's position because he was like the right-hand man to everybody. So Vixen volunteers to step up and Rakim thinks this is a good idea. Like it's the perfect position for her. And it's suggested that it be someone who doesn't really have a outside life basically you need to be dedicated to the business 100% because at any time if they call you you need to be on standby ready to take care of business so she's like sure no problem and they have switched roles uh Hassan has now become the head of security while Rakim has taken over production you know with weed and he makes his own weed and all that type of stuff that's like kind of his passion and later on in the day Rakim gets a call from Remy who is having a dispute with his ex-wife Genesis now I can't wait to uh read Remy's story because I have to know what happens uh with his situation with his ex-wife so when Rakim gets to Remy's house Genesis is there you know she's just cutting up and he's like you know what what is going on so it's the day of their divorce anniversary 
Um, and she had been out drinking with her friends. And so she got in her feelings and she shows up to his house ready to fight. And, you know, she yells out, I gave you 10 and I held you down for seven. So you just get out to divorce me. And I understood that frustration. And it's just like, nobody is obligated to stay with you. But it's like, I held you down at your most vulnerable. When nobody else was there for you, I was. I am your wife. Like, and you know when niggas go to jail, they talk all that sweet shit just so they can have somebody by their side to occupy their time on the inside. And it's like, as soon as he got out, he just wasn't feeling a relationship no more. So he just decides that he's not going to be with her anymore. And it's like, that is so conflicting. Because it's like, while that is your right, you can't force nobody to stay with you. But like, why you lie though? That's, I think that's really what it is. It's just like, you said all that good shit. And like, I held you down for this long. And you get out of jail. And you just like, eh, I'm not feeling it no more. I don't want to do it. Nah, don't feel like it. And, you know, like I said, while that's completely your right, it still hurts. And I think that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it seems like he's just brushing it off so he doesn't care or he's not allowing her the grace to grieve the relationship. It's basically like, I don't want to be with you. Get out of my face. Womp. And so, but she does some nasty shit and spits in this man's face because she's so upset. And I don't care how upset you call yourself being, how mad you call yourself being. And it took everything in Rakim to be able to hold Remy back because he was trying to get to her. He was going, I don't know what he was going to do to her, but he was, it was just like, and then she was still talking shit. And Rakim told her, like, I can only hold him back for so long. If he gets loose, whatever happened to whatever happens to you baby girl basically just happens so you might want to get up out of there and this heifer showed up with a bat so she had like broke some of his shit and so she gets her bat and she runs out and that's basically the end of that so I can't wait to read his story and see see what happens with that but I also kind of feel like it was unnecessary because it's just like what does this have to do with anything in the grand scheme of the book like when you read the book that little scene that happens and it happens like right in the beginning it's like what is what is this but I'm pretty sure it's just a setup for the next book which will probably be his story but um then we're introduced to Naima and you know Naima is Naim's twin sister she's a smuggler for an Italian mob boss um Stefano and, you know, she's been running this portion of the business for him while his grandson was in prison. Um, his grandson's name is Tony. And so they were together, uh, Tony and Naima. And he introduced her to the business. He was the one that got her in. And when he went to prison, she took over running everything for him. So Stefano has taken a liking to her. He likes the way she runs business. Because when she came in, she expounded and made it better. So he's not willing to let her go. And he tells her, you know, Tony's getting out soon. And 
what is it going to take for you two to run this business together? And she flats out tells him, you know, that's not something that I want. I will show him how everything goes and I will gladly step down and, you know, basically mind my business. And he's like, that's not going to work. So either y'all going to run it together or you going to be in the ground. Those are her only two options, really. She either has to work with Tony or she's going to die. And so she tells him that she'll think about it. And really, she don't have a choice. But when she goes home, Tony is there waiting for her, basically telling her, you know, don't be stupid because you really don't have a choice. And she's like, I do not want to work with you. Like, I don't trust you. There's nothing that you can do to make me want to work with you. And as he's leaving, because she had a gun pulled out on him. And as he's leaving, he, you know, somehow gets the gun away from her and she like works her way to the kitchen where he thinks she's still like checking out her wrist and he puts her gun to the back of her head and she takes the knife that she happened to get and stabs him in the back with it and makes a getaway so she goes back to memphis with her brother naeem and you know while she doesn't want to disrupt Naeem's life she's staying at Rakim's hotel you know he owns a hotel he has a few other businesses as well and he meets her at his hotel and says you know I'll look after you while you're here I make sure it don't nothing happen to you because she doesn't tell anybody like the complete story of why she's there um so one night while they're out, it's a part, I think it was, um, was it his birthday? I can't remember. I'm going off the top of my head, but it was some form of a party. And like, she shows up and Naeem is just so happy to see his sister and he gives her a big old hug. And he's like, you know, I'm so glad that you're here. Cause things have been weird. I think I mentioned not in the last story, because that was the wedding story, but um, his story, I think it was part two of his story with Dijon, um, after he had got the situation with his ex-wife while taken care of. It's like, Naima kept popping back up at home, but she wouldn't say nothing to anybody, but it was weird. So it's just like, girl, what what is the matter? But she's not saying nothing. So it's basically still the same thing, but now she's ready to reveal what's going on in her life and while she's back in Memphis you know her and Rakim like they're kind of feeling each other it's a vibe going on but she sits down with the Mayhem Mafia to tell them the troubles that she's going through because while she's been vibing with Rakim he convinces her like you know let us help you out with this situation and let them know what's going on. So when she sits down with the mafia, she lets them know that she's been dealing with the mob out there and that they won't let her go. Like basically she's on the run. And if she ever steps foot um, back in California, it's over for her. And there's, a chance that they could find out who her family is and 
you know, try to harm them to get to her. So basically, like, kill off her family until she decides to come back. And she also has to reveal that Tony is not just her ex-lover. He's her husband. So she actually needs to get a divorce from him. And while Naima and Rakim, like, both when they meet each other, they both swear that it's nothing serious. They don't want a relationship. Like, that's not what they're looking for. They don't. And I said, see, I wish people, ooh, I just want people to stop lying. Just stop lying. Because even when they both say to each other, like, this is not what I'm looking for. But at the smallest thing, they both get jealous and get in their feelings. Like, I think they had had sex one time. And then when she revealed that she was still married to Tony and wanted to get a divorce, Rakim immediately makes a dumb decision while in his... Because I was trying to think of a better word, but I couldn't. Why, if you hear the person that you're not even willing to take a step further with you hear that she's married and you go back to your baby mama and decide to have another child with her like you already know that she's crazy and ran off every other woman that you've been with but she's and I said man men are so stupid sometimes I swear Because just because she swears, like, oh, I'm not going to act crazy this time. I know that we could never be together. um, And I don't want that. I just want, I just want to have another baby. Because, you know, we co-parent so well together. I want to do it again. And I feel like it's the thing of not wanting to have multiple children with multiple women. So it's just like, if I were to have another child, I just uh I just wanted to be with the same person. But it's just like no like why you let her lie to you see it always be the mafia, the kingpins, the niggas that are supposed to be so smart, but you can't see through the deception of women like women like this who really like anyway, anywho. So they have sex. He has sex with her and it's the thing of if you get pregnant, it's meant to be. And as soon as he does it, though, he regrets it because him and Naima are getting closer to each other, even though he didn't talk to her for like a few few days or a few weeks because he was upset about her being married. And they handle the situation like they go out to California, kill the family, kill Tony. Bef- um, but before they kill Tony, they get him to sign the divorce papers. So it's just like, you knew the situation was going to get handled anyway. And if you even wasn't looking for a relationship with her, what are you so upset for? So anywho, um, he, his baby mama tells him that she's pregnant and he doesn't know what to do with that information. Cause it's just like, this is something that he swore that he wanted and what sounded like a good decision. But as soon as he found a woman that he really liked, he didn't want that with her anymore. And he tells, they weren't even supposed to tell anybody, but of course she couldn't wait to tell everybody. She tells their son that he's going to be a big brother. She calls his mama and tells his mama 
that uh she's pregnant and of course the mama calls him like I I know you did I know you weren't that damn stupid I know you did and so he goes home to confront her like why are you telling everybody that you're pregnant like do you even know for sure and she's like I can just feel it like I just know that I am and it's just like bitch see you playing the game and so he has to go back to and tell Naima that she is pregnant and that's something that they're going to have to deal with. And it's just like, why would you do such that? It don't make no sense. And I have another question. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, of course, they end up together and they just decide that they're going to take it slow. Um, But the whole thing about him not being with uh Dijon was that you can't date in the mafia like you have you have no time and it's like if you want to be in the mafia it's best that you don't have a partner but I'm like what I find so funny is how does every everybody has a partner Assad is married Hassan is about to be married Savant is with uh Addison Dijon is about to be married to Naeem but it seems like the only people who are not dating or can't date and have family members is the Mayhem family and it don't seem fair and then but we get Rakim with Naeem and I don't really like this either because this is where my problem comes in because I'm just like why out of all the people that he could end up with why does he end up with his ex-partner's fiance's twin sister it just seems and I know that it's not that way but it just seems very get backy and it's like so y'all was gonna be around each other anyway because y'all families are close like that and y'all in the mafia together but um so now I really got to see you all the time because at their family gatherings, we are also going to be there together while looking at each other as former partners. Like this is somebody that, that you had sex with that you swore was the love of your life. It's just, I just really wanted him to end up with somebody else. Cause I did not want him to be alone, but then I'm like, also then it does not make sense that everybody can have a partner, but just I don't know because like the more I try to try to explain it it does not make sense because it's like they all they all still in the mafia they all still know mafia business so it's just like I do not understand why they then could not have been together because in Dijon's story like explaining their story it's just like they were meant to be together they loved each other so much this was given very much Romeo and Juliet and then she finds somebody else but it's just like I don't it's weird it's weird like when you really think about it it's weird duh but um yeah they're gonna work it out and be together but okay and I don't know how I almost forgot about this child but real quick um so while they're in the bed to get like I'll I don't know what I was going to call him, but Rakim brought Naima back to his house and they were in his bed together because old girl 
um wrote a note saying that she was leaving and um going like going away basically and had told their son that Rakim was to blame for their family breaking up so the son was like upset with him and told him that he didn't want to talk to him anymore he was very upset but um then Miss Girl shows back up and throws a pot of grits on them it mostly got on um on Naima and Naima whooped her ass but um they send her away basically saying like you know if you do not leave you're gonna come up missing so she leaves no problem um but in the end the police show up excuse me um where are we oh yeah so they're Damn, okay, my bad. Let me back up even further. So they do find Colton and they kill him. Uh, Assad kills him, but you know, like they were all surrounding him in his bed, but it was Assad who took like the fatal shot that killed him. So they decide to have a funeral for the man because you know it's uh, it solidifies his inability to help the prosecutor's office with bringing a case against the mob and so but at the funeral the police show up and um there's a daughter who shows up and they're just like what it's like who is this girl because they don't know her they don't know none about her where she came from whatever but of course they also knew that he had children all over the world or it was a possibility that he had children all over the world um but then the police come up and say they have an, a, a warrant for Naima's arrest and they ask what's the charge and it's assault and Rakim he already knew before they even said it and it's the baby mama Tatiana Murphy and it's just like, how do you start trouble and you mad that you got your ass whooped because she wasn't even pregnant in the first place. And so because you got your ass whooped and you can't have the man that you claim you swore you knew you didn't want, because that was another thing. She was really upset that he would not try to be with her. And he told her, like, that's just not in the cards for us. I don't want to be with you and that's not the type of relationship that we have and in her attempt to try to get him to see that she was a different person she swore that she felt the same way and when it didn't work out the way she wanted she went right back to acting a plump fool so yeah Naima is on her way to jail and Naima uh not Naima Tatiana is about to die as well and uh little baby Oren, I think that's how you say it, is about to be without a mama, but while also getting a new stepmama. So yeah, I was kind of all over the place because child trying to get all these stories straight. I mean in order. And I kind of just let it go a little bit. But anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed my review and I hope to see you back next week. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people. Mwah. <laughs>